0: Check out org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hey, folks. I am super excited to tell you a bit about today's new sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, MMC hosts different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Bill Frizzell, Kurt Rosenwinkel, Julian Lodge, Mark Ribot, Wayne Krantz, OTiel Burbridge, the Mel Carton Kids, and so many more. At an event like Alternative Guitar Summit Camp happening this August, You can expect in-depth workshops with guitar masters, once-in-a-lifetime performances, the opportunity to play alongside your favorite musicians, and a lot of fun. You'll leave this event packed full of wisdom and with a whole community of musicians to create with. This all-inclusive week in the Catskills Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available. Spots are extremely limited. So visit www.alternativeguitarsummitcamp.com slash moods. To learn more, Osiris Moods and Modes is presented by Osiris Media and made possible thanks to our Patreon community. To support the podcast directly, go to Patreon.com/slash Alex Skolnick. From Brooklyn, New York, this is Moods and Modes. I'm your host, Alex Skolnick. I'm probably best known as a professional guitarist. I'm also a writer, a photographer, and someone who occasionally gets told to keep his opinions to himself on Twitter. This podcast will involve music and guitar, but it may take us to some unexpected places as well. So, thank you for joining me, and let's do this. anybody buy it go to dc for a capital riot doomed and hapless preordained mission unrest for sedition which is uncontestable or is it now they're calling it a tourist visit voting against an investigation now that's misinformation moods and modes episode 26 what's happening everybody yes that's me rapping we'll get into that in a moment (laughs) happy 2022 hard to believe So, to kick things off this year, let's do something a little bit different. As many of you know, when this podcast began back in July of 2020, I made a distinct decision not to make it specifically about myself or my own career. The exceptions being the show announcements or mentions of upcoming releases and that type of thing, which would come up during housekeeping Or anything relating to me which might come up during a conversation with a guest. Or perhaps a narration segment inspired by some other element of the program that I related to my own career and maybe shared as an anecdote. So I'm making an exception today because the song that kicked us off has an interesting story behind it. It's bringing up a lot of questions online. I'd like to answer some of those questions. I think the story behind its creation and its inspirations are interesting. And most of all, I feel the reaction to it has been fascinating. So I'm not planning to play the whole song here. I will play some clips. I imagine a lot of you guys have heard it already. If you haven't heard it, you can go to my YouTube channel, The Real Alex Skolnick. I am going to read to you the press statement on the song for anybody who's not familiar and to help set us up for things to come. Hush Money is a rap duo featuring Scully D and Kimmy G. Check out their first video, Big Lie, a take on the events that took place one year ago, January 6th, 2021. Quote, Big Lie deals with plenty of non-laughing matters, yet we can all use a little comic relief, unquote, says Scully D, who is rumored to be the song's composer and producer Alex Golnick well-known as a celebrated guitarist of metal and jazz. He and Scully have never been seen in the same room. Quote, What better way to point out the absurdity of it all than some classic rap grooves with humor inspired by the founding father of funny socio-political music, Mr. Zappa. We don't expect to change any minds here, but hope that whether somebody agrees with the song or not, they will, at the very least, be entertained. And for those who aren't, we eagerly await your online rants and zingers. Make them good. Unquote. Quote, You can see the fun we had doing this. It's right there, unquote, adds Kimmy G, Kimmy Gordon. Directed by Frankie Felita, Big Lie shot guerrilla style in July 2021 at Fox News HQ, Times Square, and Washington Square Park is as much a tribute to New York, its resilience, and ever-present wackiness as it is a takedown of nationwide right-wing echo chambers. In a t-shirt emblazoned with the oversized logo of the influential Run DMC, Scully skewers Fox News, election denialism, and insurrection revisionism. The video also features comic J-Hype, Jonathan Hippolyte, and Carla Lake, best known as Robot Guy, from Chappelle's show. And that's it for the press statement. A big thank you to Carla Parisi of KidLogic Media, who helped me put that together, and normally represents instrumental artists, including my own work, but also some real luminaries yet has been so supportive of my wacky vocal tunes and volunteered to handle publicity. Thank you, Carla. So speaking of publicity, a number of headlines have appeared since this song first dropped on January 6th. Because of my day job, and I have a few musical day jobs, but the one that gets the most attention is obviously Guitarist of Testament. Because of that, a number of these headlines appeared on the same day, in the metal press, such publications as Loudwire, Metal Hammer in Europe, Metal Injection in the United States, and most infamously, Blabbermouth.net, which is sort of like a combination of page six in the Daily Mirror and the National Enquirer. Now, if you took those two lowest denominator tabloids, made it about metal, gave it a notorious comment section, with clickbait headlines designed to rile up its audience, you would have blabbermouth.net. However, I admit that with Big Lie, they didn't need to do any clickbait. I did their work for them. Drop the beat. Flipping through the channels, Fox News, prime time, prime time, crime time. Let's call it slime time. Competition lurks, OAN Newsmax, so Fox has to up the twisting of the facts. I'll need a detox from these toxic talks, it's like chains and locks on my cable box, all from watching Fox. This is a man who will change your sanity, he goes by the name of Sean Hannity, followed up by Tucker, he's a disturbed mother. Shut up! (laughs) Then the truth gets further tangled as we're stuffing through the Ingram Angle and getting way out of line. We got Judge Jeanine and her box of wine. With the liars and the leakers and the leftists running the asylum. So how the hell can there be a quid pro quo? All right. So I want to address some of the pushback I've received about the song, talk about some of the motivations and influences behind it. And also in the second half, we'll bring in my co-rapper, Kimmy G. Gordon, and director, Frankie Folita. But first, let me read from you a headline from a non-metal publication, Consequence.net, which covers film, television, music, and celebrity stories. And this reads, quote, Testament guitarist and unlikely political hip-hop prodigy, (laughs) I like that, Alex Skolnick has debuted his new rap group, Hush Money, and shared the video for the track, Big Lie. Last year, Skolnick made headlines when he released a pair of politically charged rap songs, one blasting Donald Trump and another encouraging us to wear an effing mask. Now, Skolnick has returned as his alter ego, Skully D, and teamed up with co-conspirator Kimmy G, aka Kimmy Gordon, for a full-blown rap project. Unquote. And I'm just going to skip down to the bottom paragraph, a lot of the rest you heard in the press release. Quote, Skolnick has embraced his satirical side since the pandemic hit. In addition to his budding rap career, the guitarist also recently debuted another solo project, the Alex Skolnick Trio, with the comedic video for Florida Man Blues, unquote. And that's a really nice piece. I'll make one correction. Florida Man Blues did not mark the debut of the trio. We've been around a long time. We have nearly half a dozen albums out. The closing music of this podcast is the trio. However, he is right that Photoman Blues marked my debut as a lead vocalist, singing a proper blues song with the trio as a vehicle.
2: Give me G. Not conservatives,
3: conserving. Enter truth to seduce your earnest. Profits is what they're turning. Flag-hooking for the dollar bills they're turning. It's a burden. cue sheep herding. False wording. It's working. Baseless facts, that's meant for stirring. Half-ass racist, fascist, vermin. Law curving, fraud swirling. It's hurting, concerning. Just face it, they're just spurring. Folks who like their crosses burning. B-I-G. You got a whole lot
1: of nerve trying to do it for me.
3: L-I-G.
1: All right, so let's go straight to the lion's den. Let's go to the Blabbermouth page on Facebook, which seems to get even more traffic than their main website. And just to be clear, I generally avoid Blabbermouth.net, not just for the tabloid clickbait aspect of it by the comment section, which is more and more like 4chan with occasional 8chan type comments. And if you're not familiar with 4chan and 8chan, I recommend you watch the HBO documentary miniseries, Cue Into the Storm. All that said, it's difficult not to sneak a quick peek as a sociological experiment. No engagement, by the way, that would feel like interfering with science but just out of curiosity and you know, totally separating myself from the target that I know I'm going to become. And this is very important to be able to do, by the way. It's not just having a thick skin, that helps, but it is really a form of compartmentalization and being able to observe and not take things personally. Why should I? They're, what are they going to say? I look ridiculous. It's supposed to be ridiculous. I suck as a musician. Well, I I know plenty of musicians I respect enormously that think I'm pretty damn good. (laughs) So I'm fine. Say what you want. I'm not going to be affected by it. So let's get into some of these. Now, obviously, a majority of these comments, it's an overstatement to even call them comments. You know, it's just like a meme or an emoji, words like, you know, cringe, this sucks, let's go, Brandon shut up and play guitar, which happens to be the title of my think piece last year for New Lines Magazine about being an artist expressing opinions. Check it out if you have it. So here's one comment that says, sad to see such a talent lose his mind. This person obviously doesn't get humor. I'll bet he's not very fun at parties. Actually, come to think of it, I'm not that fun at parties. Uh, Here's one that says, I enjoyed it, even though I didn't agree with his opinions. Plus, the robot guy from Chappelle appeared. Pretty funny. But basically, leftist kid rock. All right. At least that's a creative comment. So let me read a positive one. Absolutely great. There ain't a single bad thing about the video. References to Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, Zappa, not an ounce of pretension, fun lyrics, totally absurd creation. This guy gets it. And he's not the only one. There are plenty of positive comments, but they're always sandwiched between several more that say things along the lines of the guy's lost his mind, he's desperately trying to stay relevant. Would I do a song like that, (laughs) that I know is ridiculous if I was trying to stay relevant, or he's having a midlife crisis? (laughs) I can point to midlife crisis like things I've done in my past. This is not that, I assure you. I'll just address uh, one more comment, which I've seen written by several people, surprisingly. There's already a rapper named Schooly D. Is he stupid? (laughs) What a self-own and proof that there is an education crisis in America. That's like telling the novelty rap act Two Live Jews, there's already a rap band called Two Live Crew. (laughs) Obviously, I am well aware of Schooly D, and I think he's one of the most underappreciated rappers of all time. I think he should be better known. And his name just works with my name, Schooly Scully. It's funny. You know humor? Ha ha. Anyway, we move over to my own social media pages, and the ratio of positive comments to negative comments becomes much higher. I'll read off just a few. This is Gangster, best song to play during set changes. Agree or not, it's entertaining. At least I think so. Bringing back those 1980s vibes with a message, but having fun at the same time. Here's another one. I love that you do this kind of thing. I love that you don't sit on the fence, but aren't corrosive in your opinion either. Long live satire. And just a couple more. I was expecting shredding. I ended up really laughing. Made my day. (laughs) Ha ha. Emoji. And finally, funny, true, entertaining, all at the same time. I believe all that's required is a bit of a dance course, and you're set to replace Chuck D., Fair enough about the dancing. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be silly, but uh, yeah, sure, I could pull it together with the dance course. And I don't think anybody could ever replace Chuck D, the great Chuck D of Public Enemy. But thank you for the compliment. Mischievous hackers overseas. Corrupting minds just like a disease. Sowing doubt of all that is true. Somebody claiming I am cute. We're spreading faster than alexis arizona georgia florida and, and texas. texas recount based on nothing but fiction used as excuses for
3: voter restriction G-O-P. they once were the party of nancy and ronnie now they got
1: the dripping hair Julian the voters are lost all touch with what's real sending all the money to now i'd like to briefly shift focus from the fun component of the song and talk about something a little more serious which is the political pushback Specifically, people who are calling me leftist, globalist, in line with, quote-unquote, the establishment, unquote, the MSM, mainstream media, and so forth. This type of thinking is far more absurd than my rapping and even my dancing. I've had a few too many comments saying, why don't you talk about CNN and MSNBC? They're the real liars. No. No. There's no comparison. They are imperfect news networks that have made mistakes, that have been corrected, maybe not corrected quick enough or forcibly enough, but no comparison with these Fox people that I name in the video who are provocateurs, who yell at the TV, who have people on who are complete conspiracists. Tucker Carlson himself went to Hungary and promoted Viktor Orban the dictator over there who pretty much purged the entire political system. So they have elections, but the elections don't matter. You know who's going to win. His people are all in place. And that is what is being attempted here. There is an article in The Atlantic that I cannot recommend highly enough by Barton Gelman called Trump's Next Coup Has Already Begun. You don't have to take writing like this at face value. Sure, you can say, oh, they're part of the mainstream media, blah, blah, blah. Look at the facts that are brought up in the article. Compare them to other sources. Just compare them to things that are going on that are undisputable. The interviews on Fox, the rhetoric at some of these campaign rallies. Another great author also in The Atlantic, but she writes for many sources, is Anne Applebaum, who studies authoritarianism, and she has a great article called History Will Judge the Complicit. And she is not a leftist. She was a center-right person. There are so many center-right people giving warnings about this. And I am shocked that anyone is buying into this lunacy. And my song and the political response to it is showing how many people are dug in and they ain't coming out. I'm not going to get too much more into it, but I do want to say that I think what happens here is something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, named after the psychologists who came up with that term. And it's defined as a cognitive bias whereby people with limited knowledge or competence in a given intellectual or social domain greatly overestimate their own knowledge or competence in that domain relative to objective criteria. In other words, or as some might ask, in English, please... (laughs) It's an inability to change positions, even when presented with evidence that says otherwise. I can change my mind. I was a fan of Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, for example, in the early pandemic months of 2020. I thought his briefings were incredibly helpful, and I was willing to overlook some character flaws. And when his nursing home scandal first came to light, I believed his defense. I thought this is a political attack. There's no way this is true. Well, more evidence came out and it was clear he was lying about it. He was bullying his staff into lying for him. He basically bullied his staff into writing his book for him, for which he received a multi-million dollar advance. And we all know about his behavior with certain female members of his staff. It was all corroborated. It came out. I was done. Enough. He's done. And then it turns out his brother abused his position as a CNN anchor in order to get information to help the governor. Shame on you. Shame on you, CNN. But you know what? They got rid of him a little too late, but they got rid of Chris Cuomo, too. Doesn't mean that CNN's bad and everyone on CNN's bad. I happen to think Aaron Burnett's very good. Jake Tapper, too. Did you see the Afghanistan reporting of Clarissa Ward? She was fantastic. So this whole argument... Everything on CNN's a lie. Shut the hell up. The 2020 election was under historic protection. Subject to inspection. But someone didn't accept his rejection. Had to go and start an insurrection.
2: What was never debatable was that we had a sitting president who simply would not commit to a peaceful transfer of power in the event that he lost the election.
1: That is Sam Harris popular podcaster, neuroscientist, author, somebody I have not always agreed with, but he's been very well-spoken on this issue.
2: That alone was so shocking, so unprecedented, so corrosive to our politics. That's all you need to know that we were facing an absolute emergency. If you can't follow that part of the plot, I don't know what conversation there is to have on this topic. We had a sitting president who claimed to have won the election when votes were still being counted and called for the vote counting to stop. If you can't recognize how abysmal that situation is and how worthy of contempt Trump was and is for behaving that way, there is nothing to talk about, really from my point of view. There is no extenuating circumstance that makes sense of that.
1: I could not agree more. And this is not a leftist. This is somebody quite critical of folks on the left, sometimes more than I would be. But boy, he says that very well. And yes, there is no conversation to be had if you can't see the problem with a president who refuses to accept the outcome of an election. And it's not that I'm saying Biden's good. I certainly have issues with Biden, but I'm not being a leftist. So that argument is loony, just like the line says in the song. Biden, one man, there ain't no mystery. Chalk it up to revisionist history. Pure conspiracy, don't be a loon. The earth is round and we went to the moon. They got a whole lot of nerve trying to misinform me. So I have one final thought on the political pushback I've been seeing to the song. And I know I'm not a tabloid level celebrity. Within my limited platform, it feels like a small test case that does not bode well for the future of the social fabric of this country. I don't say that to assign the song more importance than it deserves. I don't say that because I created the song and I'm not trying to assign myself more importance than I deserve. What I am saying is that of the negative responses, and I don't mean the people that just don't get the humor or why is he rapping so weird? I hate rap music. Yeah, of course, there's gonna be those people. But no, I am talking about the negative responses that a disproportionate number of which are parroting the same misinformation that the song is about. And these are not replies found in the comment sections of Breitbart.com or InfoWars. These are music websites or my own social media platforms or those of friends and fans who have shared the video. Now, there's always going to be some pushback anytime you make a political statement. I remember this with numerous elections and statements against the Iraq War and other incidents. But things are really different now, and I believe it does not bode well for the future of the United States of America. And on that happy note, let's talk a little bit about comedy. <laughs>
0: Radio Westwood One presents the Dr. Demento Show, two hours of mad music and crazy comedy from out of the archives and off the wall. Rare records and outrageous tapes from yesterday, today, tomorrow.
1: That's Dr. Demento, real name Barry Hansen, born in 1941, still active online mostly. But in 1978, he began to be syndicated across the country. You would hear his show on the radio. And he would play hilarious songs that you might not hear otherwise. Here is
2: one example. He came from the old barn, Mitzvah spread, schlepping a salami and pumpernickel bread. He always followed his mother's wishes, even on the range, he used two sets of dishes. Irving. Big fat Irving. Big sissy Irving. 142nd fastest gun in the
1: west. Okay, so obviously that's a parody of the classic country western tune Big Bad John, originally done by Jimmy Dean. This was done by a guy named Frank Gallup, and it was in the mid 60s, and the song that it's parodying by Jimmy Dean was done in the early 60s. And the reason I bring up the Dr. Demento show is I used to listen to him religiously around the time I was 10 years old. He would come on The radio once during the weekend, he was syndicated in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I would tape record the shows. So this was done on a cheap handheld cassette recorder, and I would listen back during the week, and I couldn't wait for the weekend when he would come back with a new episode. And I'm convinced these Dr. Demento show episodes really planted the seeds of my taste for satire and comedy in music. Obviously, I got into music that was not known for its sense of humor at the time, heavy metal, but that was always there. And there were a lot of rare artists, folks like Spike Jones, not the filmmaker Spike Jones of the present day, but a classic artist named Spike Jones, Frank Gallup, who we heard. And there is one artist who would be played frequently. This was the only place you could hear him. And he's a very unique artist. And he went on to become a household name. He is still a household name and is more relevant than ever. Here is that artist.
4: Riding in the bus down the boulevard, and the pace was pretty packed. Mm. But a so had to stand with a pervert in the back. It was smelling like, like a locker room. There was junk all over the floor. We're already back like in life, already before stopping to pick up more. Look out! Another one riding the bus uh.
1: Obviously, that is the one and only Weird Al Yankovic, who is named after a polka player, one of the most famous polka players of all time, Yank Yankovic, and originally he did his thing on accordion. And I think it's probably safe to say that had Weird Al continued doing singles on accordion with sound effects for the Dr. Demento show, well, he would have developed more and more of a cult following and been a niche artist. But entered the 80s, he starts hiring bands and applying his zany humor and parody to music videos, including Michael Jackson. And that was when he started becoming the Weird Al that we all know and love today. So not just Weird Al specifically, but Weird Al's mothership. There would be no Weird Al without the Dr. Demento show. That inspired me in 2020 when I started doing these funny Videos and had the time to do them because I was in lockdown, as we all were. The first one being Trump Sucks in the run up to the election, and the second one being WAFM or Wear an effing mask. Obviously, you know what that one's about. And because of where we were in the pandemic at that time, both of those songs were done entirely by myself with videos that were shot on my sofa with an iPad. It was the only way to do it. So by the time we get to 2021, I am fielding requests for another rap song from the likes of Jamie Josta of Hatebreed, Rob Flynn of Machine Head, (laughs) unlikely fans, (laughs) and of course, plenty of uh, requests. Please never do another rap song, please. So of course, I'm going to do one. And again, by this time, we're not in lockdown anymore. We have vaccines this is pre-Omicron, so it really feels like things are opening up again. And I realized I'm not limited to my own voice. So I decided to bring a friend of mine, Kimmy Gordon, who is known on the song as Kimmy G. Kimmy is also the video editor of the song. That's what he does for a living. He is a video editor for news organizations, Vice, New York One, and formerly The Maury Povich Show, where he met my other friend Frankie, who still works on The Maury Povich Show and is an audio technician, and Frankie volunteered to be the video director of the song. So literally 24 hours ago from when I'm speaking to you now, Kimmy, Frankie, and I hopped on a Zoom call and had a conversation specifically for this episode of the podcast. There have been a lot of questions coming in and comments from listeners. A lot of these questions get answered in our conversation. There is one topic, however, that we do cover, but I would like to explain it in greater detail. So I'm going to talk about that first, and then we'll bring in the other guys. That's Frank Zappa. I don't want to play too much of that song. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> now, before I elaborate on what I'm talking about, let me just say that in addition to a genuine appreciation for 80s and 90s hip hop such as Run DMC. The, the, the Beastie Boys. The one common thread through these funny rap tunes that I've done recently is Frank Zappa. Now, it wasn't intentional at first, but among the favorable comments that have come in have been something to the effect of, I detect a Zappa vibe. I heard this about Trump Sucks, the first rap tune, and also Florida Man Blues, which was recorded before all of this a couple years ago, although the video came out fairly recently. For this latest track, Big Lie, I wanted specifically to pay clear and direct tribute to Frank Zappa. Now, my motivations for doing so are plentiful. I am a longtime Zappa fan, and I'm far from alone among those who miss his voice and wish he was here today to comment on the absurdities taking place, much like he did in the 1960s and especially the 70s and 80s. And while I think of it, I should point out that my gateway to Frank Zappa was none other than the Dr. Demento show, which I spoke of earlier. And there were two songs by Zappa that you would often hear the doctor play. One of these songs was called Titties and Beer. We can say that on a podcast, but at least back then you could not say it on the radio. And the word titties is all over the song. So there were beeps all over the song, and it drove me nuts. So the first Zappa album I ever bought was Zappa in New York, which contains the live version of that song, so I could hear what was going on without the beeps. So the other song that you'd frequently hear on the Dr. Demento show by Frank Zappa was called I Don't Want to Get Drafted, and both those songs had a very similar vocal style. I don't want to get drafted. I don't want to go. And I'm definitely paying homage to that in a line in Big Lie that says, you got a whole lot of nerve trying to misinform me. Now, I can understand if you just know the name Frank Zappa, but you're not really familiar with his music, you probably don't get the reference. And you're wondering, why is he singing that line like that? There are other references, too, that you kind of have to be a Zappa fan to understand. Here's one of the first licks from my guitar solo. (laughs) And here is a riff that any true Zappa head would know from an album called Hot Rats, the tune Willie the Pimp.
4: I'm a little pimp with
1: my Now I consider that the second direct zappa reference, the first one being the vocal inflection on the chorus, the line about misinformation. I wanted to have one more Zappa reference, the tune of his that I felt most directly connected with this song. I am gross and
3: perverted. I'm obsessed
2: and deranged. I have existed for years, but very little has changed.
1: All right, before I continue, we're approaching the half hour point, And normally we take a break here and do housekeeping. But I'm going to skip that this time. There really isn't much to report. And live concerts keep changing. The last few concerts I've announced on the show have all changed. So I'm not going to announce anything. And we have a lot to talk about with my friends. I'm going to bring them on in a moment after a few more words about Frank Zappa's I'm the slime. Okay, so the verse continues and wraps up with a line. I'm the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I'm the slime oozing out from your TV set. Then there are a few more lines. Then there is a mock TV announcer, like from the old days. That's right, folks. Don't touch that dial. And then it goes to the chorus, which is, I am the slime from the video. Ooze in along on your living room floor. I am the slime from the video. Can't stop the slime. Take a look at me go. Fun fact, that is sung by none other than Miss Tina Turner, but Ike Turner, who owned the studio where that was recorded, got so mad that uh, he wanted Tina's name removed from the track. (laughs) That's a whole other story. Um, You can look it up. But I figured if I just take that much of the song, the chorus, and sing it myself, not a sample of the music, which I've seen so many artists get into trouble for, I thought it would be okay. It's barely four bars. It's only a few seconds. It's not a sample. Again, it's just a quote in tribute to the great man. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it's not so simple. And this could be a long, drawn out story. So, in the interest of time, let me cut to the chase. We were denied permission to use those words. And it's okay, it actually worked out for the better. Now, we owe thanks to Friend of the Pod guitar player, and practicing attorney, Mark Hanna, who enthusiastically took the reins on this and was able to figure out the proper channels in order to get us an official answer from Camp Zappa. Thank you, Mark. Unfortunately, by the time we got that answer, months had gone by. We shot the video in July. The music was mixed and mastered I had to come up with new vocal parts. It would have to be remixed by our engineer, Johnny Nice, remastered by engineer Andy Vandetti. Part of the video reshot. But the end result is very strong. And anyone who's familiar with the Zappatoon, I'm the Slime, will probably recognize that we're paying tribute to it. Except now we're not in jeopardy of copyright infringement. I'm I'm through your screen. I'm glutenous and I'm on your phone and TV. B I G
2: L I E.
1: All right. So, on that note, I'm going to bring in my cohorts. But first, let me just say a few words about each of these guys. So, my co rapper on this tune is Kimmy Gordon. Kimmy's originally from Texas, so there's a slight Texas accent. He's actually back in Texas where we're talking to him. And Frankie is a classic New Yorker, the type you don't see around that much anymore. And even when I moved to the city around the turn of the century, the city was changing. Most people I met were from out of town, and it was rare to meet somebody that was like some of the New Yorkers I'd see on TV, you know, reruns of Welcome Back, Cotter, The Sweat Hogs. <laughs> he could be a sweat hog, you know, he's a real New Yorker. And also ridiculously creative, built me a perfect replica of a Van Halen guitar. He's built a lot of instruments, refurbished gear, directs music videos, obviously, hyper creative. And we were talking to him in suburban Connecticut, where he currently lives, and he's also Peruvian American, fascinating guy. So let's listen in to some of my conversation with my dudes, Kimmy Gordon and Frankie Felita. Big
3: lie! It's a big, a big, 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 a big lie. I dream high in the sky, nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie.
1: Let's talk about how we met. Oh, okay. Us three. You guys worked on the yeah, Maury Frankie show.
3: worked on the Maury. Frankie and I worked on the Maury show. I'm the editor guy. And I was writing music. I've been writing music forever for no particular reason than to just write it. And I happened to have written a song about where I worked. I wrote a song about the Maury show. And
1: Frankie heard it.
4: Yep. And <laughs> he says, I'm gonna do something." Yeah! About it. <laughs>
1: And it was like a demo, right? It was just like a rough.
3: Yeah, of course. Because I just write music for myself, really. That's what I do,
1: Yeah,
3: clearly. And Frankie heard it. And he was like, Maury's got to hear this. And I think you played it over the speakers for him when he came out. I actually
4: played it for him. I think I played it for him in his office. Mm. And he was like, oh my god, how come we're not using this song? And I went back to Kimmy. And I said to Kimmy, I said, dude, I'm going to make some phone calls. We're going to record this either tonight or tomorrow, like right away. We need to record this ASAP. That's right. And that's when I called Alex and I called Nick Jambukas, and everybody was like, let's do it. Let's go to the studio. Yeah.
1: And that was Nick, it. Nick, the recording engineer that I've worked with a lot. And yeah. We at were studios in Queens. And then
4: Alex, you told
3: me, you, Frankie, you told me, it's like, okay, I need you to. We're going to record in this studio. It was fast too. And I was like, Really? And he's like, Yeah, but what I need you to do is I need you to take Alex to the studio. He lives right near you. And I was like, Really? Yeah. And you need to I was like, That's Oh, yeah. That was so you. funny.
4: We turned
1: out to be neighbors. Right. Yeah.
4: And you guys, you guys actually never no. met till that ride. Yeah. And that harrowing that ride. That's into how. Queens. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. was the beginning of all this rapping stuff that.
1: That was how it started. Yeah. And it was this period in the 2000s. I was Alabina. doing a bunch of Sideman gigs, touring and recording. And I toured with this one world music group, Alabina. And Frankie turned out to be the guitar tech. And that was how we got to know. I it. never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget. Yeah. One day he you know, he... He told me, "Yeah, this guy I work with, he wrote a song for Maury, and uh, we need to do this. You know, now. we need to do it. We need to <laughs> get it in the studio. We can do it right like, now. Good quality, and you play guitar, and Nick will. And, and by the way, he's your neighbor, <laughs> so yeah. <that> was <laughs> right? So, Yeah, we laid that down. Yeah, actually, you really, were my neighbor then because yeah, I live, right. oh, absolutely, a few blocks from where I live now. Yeah, I was literally on the next block. Oh, that's right, you were that closer. than was right. insane. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Totally- you, you, <laughs> not
4: even a block. You were half a block away from him. Yeah, that's crazy. So enough. then we recorded the Mori track, and it
3: went out well. And then I don't know how it became a performance before the yes. show would
1: start. It was being played for the studio audience, and then we got the invitation to come and play the song right. live. Well,
4: and this happened within months. Yeah,
1: not even we weeks. Got on, it was on the show, and it was fun. And somebody made a great video. Yeah, I cut that together. They let me cut it. <laughs> yeah, I got to cut it. That was you. Yeah, well, we know I know you it. did. It.
3: The performance was so much fun. I remember we did a little yep. Hendrix. Before. Yeah, was. I was signal over Hendrix. You were playing. Do you remember that's that?
1: Right. Yeah.
3: And yeah. the audience was. I think what's his name was on the show, the comedian.
1: Oh, Tracy, um, Tracy. Tracy Morgan. Yes. yes, Tracy Morgan yeah. was there. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy too. Yeah, they were filming a, a scene from Thirty Rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah that's were, right. Alec yeah, Baldwin, Baldwin, Baldwin was there. Was there.
3: Well, yep. It was a star-studded was night, a... bro. It
1: <laughs> yeah. was a lot of fun. That was amazing. And I'm jumping in for a moment. Indeed, this is one of those only in New York experiences. Suddenly finding myself playing guitar with the crew of The Maury Show for the studio audience the same day that they're filming an episode of 30 Rock, a dream sequence that Tracy Morgan's character has about Thomas Jefferson taking a paternity test on Maury. I'm sure you can stream that episode of 30 Rock. And the clip of us performing on The Mori Show is online under the name Vicious DNA. Kimmy's doing all the rapping. I'm adding support vocals and playing guitar. Frankie's playing bass. Here's a short clip. You are not
3: the father. You're on The Mori Show when you want to let him know. You gotta bring him out and let your feelings go. You do it here cause you couldn't say it all at home. Cause he would choke you out or she would hit the dough. Next day you can take it to the stage where you can start crying or scream with rage still maury says the words I'm talking about, you know, the ones that make the people scream and shout they go. out, out, out,
1: Yeah, and this is like, you know, this is over ten years yeah, easily. Like a dozen years ago, so we go back, yeah. we have history. I get so annoyed. when I've just seen a few comments like, oh, look, he must have bribed these black guys because he needed black guys. For the <laughs> like, you stupid moron. You don't,
3: you don't even know. That's not even our second rap song.
1: We I know, a, we did stuff since we've then. We've done right? other rap songs. We did a show for a potential pilot. Uh, yeah. That I don't think ever happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and if they
3: heard, you can't hide. They would fucking freak out because You Can't Hide is a
1: real song. That's oh, like, yeah. That's a heavy tune. Yeah, I he's We're really badass. fucking doing a song. That's real. Yeah, totally. That's not comedy at all. Like no. That was the one rap. That was like. That was,
4: that was actually. Hard. That was like the one serious one. Like, okay, we need yeah. to
1: do this. this is if real. they
3: heard that song, they would be like, oh, shit. Okay, these guys are serious. Yeah, I got to dig that up. I have copies, oh, man. I'll send you.
1: Yeah, you know, send me. I'll, I'll yeah, play yeah, a I'll clip of it. And I'm going to jump in and play a little clip of the song we're talking about. Just a little more background. This guy, from what I remember, he was pitching a show and he was like a real life action hero. Somebody that was reminiscent of a character that could have been portrayed by Stallone or Schwarzenegger in the 80s. Ex-military commando sniper turned security specialist, private investigator, drove a Hummer. And I don't know if anything ever happened with the show. I don't think it got picked up. But in one evening, we came up with a song to help him pitch it. The song was called You Can't Hide.
2: You can't hide. Take a shot. Roger
3: that. You can't again. Man, boys, got him. That is six. Duck and come. Duck and come. You going down, I got the knife, this takes to prove it. We you got your crimes on lock before you even do it. You had your chance, you escape, but then you went and blew it. Now you in. Now listen, I'm a rogue on a mission And I got you in my vision Turn around, I'm on your six, son And now you wanna run You wanna pull a gun I killed a million marks it's just another you one The situation's hot When you need more than a cop You know that we never stop Now give up what you got This is special op.
1: Wow, I have not heard that in years Check
3: yourself when we
2: come through the door Put your hands in
1: Right that is real rapping i would not attempt that that's kimmy's territory right there we may have to revisit that song that is damn good there's so much history with us and this
3: right this yes. rap
1: was a way to kind of bring it back and we've been talking about
3: doing other rap songs we just haven't done it, mostly because i worked fucking my- that's
1: true over the years we've met up for coffee we've sort of Discussed doing more. We've thrown our ideas around and
4: Connecticut Muffin. We've written We've even uh, written lyrics, lyrics and, and sent them back, and back and Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. Yeah. We have
4: before we out, continue yes. can we just give out a shout out and thanks before we get into this thank Jay hype
3: Jay was
1: I was say to say, so J-Hype, we should We you mention. You know, is featured in the video yes yes Tell Yes. us quickly about about bit hype so he works with you guys right? jonathan
4: of Hippo, hippolyte J-Hype works with us. Yes, he does. And I remember when he was just, I think it was an intern on the Maury show and previous other shows years ago. And they didn't have a warmer person to warm up the audience. Yep. So they kept handing the microphones over to interns all the time, you know. And our executive producer on the show, I got to a point where I was like, I can't deal with this. I'm doing front of house sound and... I'm constantly getting different people and, oh, can you play this song for me? And the mic's being passed around for people to warm up the audience. And it was horrible because it was like a bunch of, it just felt like amateur Mm. night trying to warm Mm. up the audience Mm. every single day. It was horrible. So Jay hype came on. I said, give this kid a, you know, and I have to say, I think we're pretty good with judging talent, Mm. you know, straight. Mm -hmm. So as soon as he came on and he started doing a skit or whatever with the audience, I was like, this is the kid. Mm -hmm. This is the guy. And I went to the executive. I said, look, stop passing the mic around. Let him do it from now on. He's going to be the audience warm up. Yeah. And little by little, he started doing a warm up for Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. The warm up, you know, for all the shows. Yeah, he's great. And he just knocked it out of the ballpark, you know. And Jay Hype's been like the guy, he's a you comedian, know. Comedian,
3: man, he knows. Yeah. How to and handle he's a, a great
4: actor. He's an actor. He's a good yeah. host, comedian. Yeah. He did the show called I- Do You Know Black? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was
3: so good. And too.
4: so, and he he hosted that. So the guy is good. And when Alex said to me, you know, I need you to listen to a song when I need a video. There was one part where I was like, we should be like a group, you know, and J hype was one of us. So I said, I need you to be in the video. And he was like, I'm in. And he's so perfect. You know, just, he is perfect. He's perfect. Yeah. He's totally right. in. He's J-Hype, and, man. He's perfect in it. He's perfect. And it wasn't like we don't know him. We know yeah. him. So we brought him in, you know, and Alex, you probably the only one that didn't meet him till doing the video, yeah. you
1: know, but I've known him forever. He's kind of like our flavor, Flav in a way right yeah, he, yeah, he's the guy. Like yeah, running, yeah. instead of a know. clock he's got the boom box yeah, and he's, yeah. Kind of, he's, he's the energy know. he's the total so, hype.
4: so i want to just say you know give j hype thanks for being part of this and carl lake al carl lake you know carl
1: robot guy
4: uh yes. robot man from the dave chappelle there's a
1: lot of people oh, oh yeah, my God, yeah they know who robot he is guy yeah he's so cool i mean he's a friend of ours like i him I knew, and I, I'd never put two and two together. And I'd seen all those sketches on Chappelle. <laughs> I think it was, I don't know why. i did, It was before I, I knew him, because I kind of, Yeah. I think I got to know him, I don't know, five or so years later. The Christmas parties. At- yeah, he's part of just the friend circle with Nick, our engineer, yeah. and that whole studio. Every time the studio would do a, a jam yeah, session. He was, he at was the Christmas that studio that
3: Nick works at. So funny. People want to just pull whatever they want to pull. They they think they know everything just looking at a video. We all know each other.
1: We're all like, go back. All of us. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: I swear, I'm seeing these comments. He bribed these black guys. Like, yeah.
4: (laughs) Like, (laughs) who casted these people?
1: I didn't cast (laughs) these people. For credibility. Yeah. He's so desperate for credibility. (laughs) Where did he... Find these guys on the street. You
3: know, it speaks to them. You know, Alex didn't have any black friends.
4: Oh, we had to hire. I have one black friend. Damn it! Hey, I'm two and one. I'm black and Japanese. Oh, it's funny. And just get the names out of the way. You know, Greg Gledaway Jimmy Sherman, two camera guys, good friends too, and Mike Lalima. Helped us produce this by being the man behind the wheel. You know, that was awesome.
1: Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, Frankie went all Ocean's Eleven. Like he had this <laughs> plan. Right? We're going to do this. <laughs> we're I, I, we're going to do guerrilla style. We no. don't have permission. We're going to get a guy with a van. You got to get a van. You got to get a big van because we're going to have everybody in the van. We're going to pull up, jump out with cameras. Jump out. Yeah, if we get chased by, you know, Fox security. Jump back in gonna- and go. That's <laughs> fucking <laughs> Frankie, though. Know, if,
3: you, if, you, if, you, if you're tasking with something,
4: it's going to go that way. It's going to get crazy,
3: and it's going to be um, detailed.
4: I think that pretty much happened the first day you told me. That night, I started making phone calls. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: And I got phone calls back three days later or two yeah. days later, maybe. And everybody was like, came down yeah. to July 5th. And when I said, okay, you need to schedule with Kimmy. So, we can finish the recording or at least have 99% of the recording done.
1: Yeah, we had to film yeah. Kenny doing his part. It didn't needed to be recorded. And it was mm-hmm. at that point, yeah, it was just me and, and the music. It just so happened I was coming into town that week or right. week
3: after or something like real close. I just happened to be coming into town. Right, because you're not my neighbor and anymore. And stay in my no, house. No, I, I now. <laughs>
1: you're now in Texas, This is where <laughs> you're Yeah, from. yeah. I mean, I
3: go back and forth, but I spend a goodly amount of my time in Texas. So, so I happened to be coming back into town. It's just fortunate that that happened that way.
4: Right, and you, and you we stayed in my house.
3: I wrote it. I wrote it there. Like, I wrote some of it on the way. I actually only wrote one line on the way, and then I wrote the rest at your studio.
1: Yeah, we had enough because we didn't need you mouthing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah.
3: We just did my verse.
1: Right. Yeah, we we made it work. We had a couple parts where you're in a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
4: I have to say this was the best. You know, I've been in the TV production and entertainment production for a long time, I have to say. And this was, I could not believe, it was 100% the easiest shoot ever. And it was like smooth. The cops didn't bother us. Nobody bothers. Fox security didn't bother us. It was amazing for a
3: little while, but they didn't say
1: nothing. (laughs) Oh yeah. In fact, a couple of the Fox guys seemed to get a kick out of it. You just got the sense. As long as we don't like go on the property and get too close to the building. I
4: couldn't believe it. How great it was.
1: Yeah. It was pretty smooth after it was done. Some of the stuff with the music was not so smooth. Yeah. Having to, having to re-record. The whole outro, although that led to this whole new part and this great part for the video that Frankie came up with, which really just added so much, uh,
4: right? Like the solo, that's what I originally wanted to do, but I was like, how are we going to do that while we're doing this uh video guerrilla style? We don't have, you know, and it just happened to just happen. I guess things were made to be, you know, we just we went
3: with what we had. Even more so, even better than we ever could imagine, the tribute to Zappa. and Yeah, and it's still a
1: tribute to Zappa. Yeah, yeah. Like, people in get it. They're way. like, oh, my God, right. I love
3: the Zappa references and shit. So it's still, yeah. it's even better. Everything about this video just, just worked out for the best. Man. It was really cool. Man, that day we spent together, like, rolling around. And then the people in the park, like, joining in and having fun, like, doing handstands and run across a guy who... People are going to think we gave someone a Trump hat. No, a guy with a Trump hat came over but, and just participated. That was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: so it's just like
3: meant to be. It's
1: a big, 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 a big, a big lie. Ponzi scheme, it'll make you cry. Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie. Big lie! It's a big, a big, 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 a big lie.
3: Pipe dream, pie in the sky. Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie. Big lie! It's a big, 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 a big, a big lie. Ponzi scheme. It'll make you cry.
1: Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie.
3: Big lie.
1: It's a big, a big, 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 a big lie.
3: Pipe dream. Pie in the sky.
1: Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie. At the end, there's like three people that shout "big lie" on that one section. Yeah, yeah. There's that guy. There was the lady in the fountain. Yes. Such a good sport. She added so much, and then. Our buddy Michon, the sushi chef. (laughs)
4: Michon!
1: I think that was Frankie's idea, right? Which I said,
4: he's got to be in it. And I think Alex told him that. Frankie says, you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 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 (laughs) You don't have a choice. (laughs) Because I said, oh my God, he'd be perfect. He really fits. fits. He really
3: fits. Everything. You know?
4: Because people don't get it. I mean, my whole thing was like, like this is who we are. We're a melting pot of friends. And the melting pot should be exposed oh, really? on, on the camera. Because that's what we are. We're all a melting pot. And this is everybody's voice, you know?
1: And Frankie gets the last word. I can't think of a better way to summarize things than we are a melting pot. And it's everybody's voice. And, of course, the video is comedic and intentionally silly, but there are some deeper meanings going on. And uh, we continued our conversation, by the way. It's going to be available on Patreon as unedited bonus footage. So thank you, Kimmy and Frankie, for appearing on the podcast and being a part of Big Live. Moods and Modes is presented by Osiris Media, hosted and produced by yours truly, Alex Golnick. Production for Osiris by Kirsten Kluthi and Brad Stratton. Final edits and mixes by Justin Thomas of Revoice Media. All the original music is by yours truly, Alex Skolnick. And on this outro, that is Conundrum by the Alex Skolnick Trio with Nathan Peck on the bass and Matt Sobrowski on the drums. Finally, thank you for listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and you listen to this one. And it is not lost upon us. So thank you. And you can support the podcast by hitting subscribe, leaving a rating or review, telling friends about it. And of course, extra special thanks to our Patreon supporters who support the podcast directly. If you would like to join us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Alex Skolmec. That is it for this episode. Again, keep an eye out for the bonus footage on Patreon. And we got some exciting stuff coming up, very different. So, you don't want to miss an episode. So, I'll see you on the next one. Until then, take care and be safe. I am Q. Osiris. Hey,
0: listeners.
2: is the best song.